All right. Hey guys, we are Fred and Andressa, and this is your Methodology Mondays. Welcome back for one more live video. Welcome back, guys. We hope you had a great start of the week today. And we are here today to share with you guys five tips for you to create your training log. Today's going to be nice. It's something that is going to help a lot in your training and something that you can check out after a while. And then you may see uh, that your trainings, how your trainings have been effective. So you can track your progress and you can also organize better uh, your training. So it doesn't matter if you are learning or if you are already teaching, we are going to share these five tips that we use in our training method. So you guys can maybe have some guidance on that if you're looking for it. Okay. So we are going to start, guys, just uh, one disclaimer before we start. It's the first time we are multi-streaming. Yeah. So we are both live on YouTube and on Facebook. So if you catch me looking to different places, <laughs> we have different cameras around. Now we, we are like in a, in a <laughs> real studio with many screens around here. So we are looking at YouTube right now, looking at Facebook right now, looking at the computer right now, in the other program right now. And so you got it, so right? So if you catch our eyes lost, yeah. uh, that's why. Right, so uh, hi for everyone in the Zook Methodology for uh, by Ethany Facebook group. <laughs> it's the first time we are going live straight to the group. So if you're watching, hello and hi for our YouTube follows as well. Uh, so let's get started. Yeah. Without further ado, let's do this because uh, one thing before we get to the the real content is that. A lot of people, many times they ask us and, and sometimes uh, couples, they are training together or like couples, I mean by like partners or sometimes in real relationship, but they are training together and then many times they ask like, ah, oh, we've been training, but we are kind of lost. We don't know what to do exactly. Sometimes we go, we spend sometimes two hours, three hours doing things and then we don't really know what we should be doing and then it's... And it ended up uh, being a feeling of they just uh, wasted that time. So then uh, it's like, it's something that we thought like, okay, maybe that's the thing that we could uh, help everyone out to sharing a little bit of some important tips when you go to train. So being a teacher or just a, a dancer, um, some things that you can uh, take, take into consideration to help you out. And especially after some time, you can see the progress. So guys, tip number one for you guys, start defining your goals and your needs and your difficulties. So the first thing that you're going to do is like a, an assessment of your dance and define what you want to improve. What is your goal? So what exactly is it that you want to train? Uh, and try to define priorities within this little list. Try not to make a very long list, guys. Otherwise, yeah. you lose track. You know, you look too much ahead and you get demotivated because yeah. you see like, oh my God, I have a hundred things to improve. And then you like, okay, it's going to take me years. And then you start to get anxious and then you don't know where to start. So uh, try to make a list that is not like super long. Things that you can divide in a reasonable amount of time, let's say, right? Because we all only have like that many hours. So this is very common to happen. It happens with us as well. We yeah. get sometimes in a point in our dancing that we 
think that we have 100 things to work on and it gives that feeling of anxiety, right? So we have to sit down, narrow it down to things that are okay. This is gonna be easier for me to work on right now. So make a list and uh, define the priorities in this list by number. Okay, so for me to improve on that, I have to improve improve on this first. Yeah. So then you're gonna define the priorities according uh, to your development and where uh, what you want to achieve, so where you wanna go. Yeah, it's important to put this priority because uh, if you just put things randomly uh, and you don't don't put like okay, this is more important than this because this comes first then you end up training in a kind of a wrong order so that you improve something that is far ahead but you never get to execute that because there are a lot of steps before and then uh, th those steps before they are not working well so you have a hard time to get to the point where you can use what you trained you know so this is important that you you have this priority and then as andressa says said like be reasonable also understand your limits and then you get to work on those limits. So then you progress little by little. It's uh, it's like a muscle. You go to you are going to the gym to work out to make that muscle grow. So it's the same thing. You're going to train to work out those needs to make them get better. Okay. So be patient to yourself as well. That's the first thing because anxiety leads to frustration. Exactly. Okay? So guys, you're gonna get that little to medium list of yours. You're gonna define the priorities by number. So priority number one, two, three. Then you're gonna further divide this in uh, what you can achieve in a short-term, mid-term, and long-term period. For example, what do I mean? If you want to improve your musicality, it's gonna take a little longer yes. if you, uh, than if you want just to improve something that is a little bit more mechanical. Right, so for example, if I want to work on my bonus on my boomerang, I probably can get this work done faster than really to develop my musicality or to work on the contrast in my dance. There are things that are more subjective that includes other trainings, like you have to listen a lot to the music. So it's something yeah. that is, it comes more from within out, right? And then it's gonna take a little longer. So you're gonna try and define that, right? So uh, then you're gonna, I don't know, say that the working on your musicality is gonna be your long-term process. So every, tra every training you may include a little bit of musicality, but you are aware that this usually takes longer than other uh, more mechanical things, if that makes sense, right? You wanna yeah. add on that? Yeah, no, it's just basically this, like, so, so first thing you, you need to divide the, you need to prioritize, you know, like what is you gonna train one after one thing after the other. And then also like what is uh, short term, mid term and long term, because some things it's a matter of time as well. It's not just a matter of how many times you do it. It's exactly. a matter of time doing it. So then things are gonna happen, you know? The body, it's usually like when, when as a student, when you are in a dance class or in anything actually, uh, your mind understands everything faster than your body can rep reproduce what you understood. You know, so as a teacher, I see this all the time. When we give the information to the students, they understood what we meant with every single word we explained. If they need to tell us what they understood, they will say correctly. But when they try to do, their bodies 
just can't reproduce what they understood yet. They need to practice a little bit of time, a little bit uh, sometimes, and then it's gonna happen. So it is a process. Okay, so this has to be clear. So again, you don't get too anxious and then you start getting frustrated too quickly. Yeah, and keep that in mind. So we already talked about this a little bit in our first live about this, like, uh, especially the people that we are talking like outside of movement cultures. Yeah. Uh, sometimes physicality, flavor and energy are things that are, take longer to train. So it comes slower, you know, for uh, most people, of course, uh, there are people are already really, really music from the get-go and, you know, yes. uh, already uh, uh, energetic. Now. But in, the, in general, those are things that it takes a little bit longer to achieve uh, through training because it's a more subjective training, let's say it like this, yeah, you know, probably, so... Probably you're gonna, you're gonna learn the movement and you're gonna have to practice those, the mechanics of, the, the, of, the, uh, of that movement so the movement works. Once it works, you're gonna have to work a little bit more to make it work smoothly. And then after that, it will flow. Then after the movement is flowing, everything is going, then you're gonna start minding about dancing that movement instead of only executing the movement because the movement works it's good but it's not everything because the movement has to work but it also has to be danced then it comes your flavor your styling your way of uh interpret the music with that movement so then comes all the other all these other flavors that you may add with the time yeah guys so um let let's go let us know if you guys have anything uh, any questions also in the comments right so we can also have a conversation yeah uh here about that so if you have any questions about training training log anything like this so you guys can let us know right so tip number two let's go Def after you already define your priorities and you spread those priorities in time like uh, how how long you think you're gonna need to achieve those times? So short term, long, mid term, long term. You're gonna define what is a solo training that you have to do and what is a partner training. So it's nice to have this divided so you can organize your schedule because you're gonna need to agree with your partner the times that you guys are gonna train and you have to make sure that you have time to train yourself as well. So this is important too, from those lists of priorities, what do I have to train with my partner? What is that that I have to train by myself? What do I have to train with my partner? And then retrain it by myself to make sure that my part is 100% uh, clear, right? Yeah. For example, to train connection, uh, I, I need the partner. Doesn't help for me yeah. to train by myself. But to train my balance, I can train with my partner and I can train by myself, right? To train my styling, I will train by myself, right? Also, so depending, no. sorry, depending That's on what okay. is that that you want to improve, you're gonna divide those in solo training and partner training. But it's, it's again, like now during quarantine and all this crazy period that we are living, uh, we there are a lot of people that have no partner and they are just by themselves and they don't have a chance to get someone to dance with but it's still there are a lot to be done by yourself because uh, as Andres was mentioned there are all those things but also all the movements that you would do with the partner you can get to study the movement 
and see what, how, first you see how the movement works, you see how uh, the movement works for you as a follower or as a leader, then you see everything that has to happen with you, like what is your share in this movement to make it work 100% good, and then you can see also, and then, and then also give some analysis to the, uh, what, what is the other 50% that should come from the other person to make the perfect match with your 50%. So then you have a full understanding of this movement and then you can see uh, uh, how it's gonna, everything's gonna work when you have a chance to work with a partner again. And it's gonna be easier for you also to identify all the possible problems and mistakes and uh, misconnections that are ha happening to make the movement work. Exactly. So it's really good to have a, a good awareness and especially, uh, uh, more important yet, is that you can start having a lot of body awareness about yourself, which is something that sometimes uh, it passes a little bit ignored because you're so focused on the footwork you have to make or the leading that you have to, to execute or, I don't know, the balance that you are working with, uh, the surrounding and everything. And then your body awareness is kind of like just going the automatic. So it, with this practice, you can fully uh, uh, focus on these uh, things, you know. So, uh, Anna, hi, hey. <laughs> so you need to find a partner first. But before that, uh, you can take Freddy's tips yeah, well, and make those exactly, yeah. all those things that you can train by yourself. We see that you do a lot of training. You keep us updated on your training <laughs> through the internet as well. You can keep doing that alone. Right, yeah. so then when you finally go and train with your partner, uh, the things that you need a partner to train, of course, is not going to be your top priority right now. And but when you get there, all your part is already well trained, done, and um, you own it. Right, yeah. it's very good to divide the training as solo training and partner training, and especially after partner training you may have a lot of solo training to work. Exactly. And this is, a, uh, this is something that I just want to touch on because I see ladies doing uh, followers doing a lot more yes. of solo training than leaders. So leaders... Way more. No, a little bit more. Get up, way more. <laughs> get up from that couch, yeah. right? And do some solo training as well. It's very important. Uh, you guys not only know how to lead because I yeah. see that the leaders are very, very, very worried about knowing how to lead. Yeah. This is a good thing, but you also have to make sure that you are dancing, that you're moving, especially like the method that we use, me and Freddie, we use a lot of visual leading, a lot of body leading. So if you don't have awareness on how to move your body, you probably are not going to be uh, such an effective leader uh, as you could if you would like move your body yeah. it's quite a, a lot, it's quite a, a bit more, you know? Yeah, it's always like this. If you can use your hands, well, we it's, it's something, let, let me put it like this. Our bodies, our mind, everything is programmed to make less effort possible, right? Which is a good thing, but sometimes it's a tricky thing because if you can use your hands, why are you going to use your entire body, right? So you, you, you have to move something, you push like this with the hand, it's done. Why are you going to do a lot of things with the body plus the hand in a, in a, a synchronized way to show some information that you want? So it's just like you do like this, that's it. But 
the result of this is that you end up being a leader that you lead, and sometimes you lead really well, you lead clearly, but you don't dance, you just lead, you know? You're just a leader that, you, uh, uh, that leads the follower, but you're not really dancing with the follower. And the follower, it is, she is dancing a lot and doing all this stuff, but you're basically leading only. So then it's good that you start mining about these things and work solo, work on your things, see everything you are doing, because the more you use body leading, you use a little bit of visual leading, you don't rely so much on the, on the arms and the frame and the hand, and it gets way more comfortable, lighter leading, precise leading, all this stuff add up, you know. So leaders go solo training as well, <laughs> right? And especially the lead, the, the guys, like, I mean, the men that enjoy dancing as followers, okay? Then most important than anything is go practice, go study the follower side and practice solo a lot because there are a lot of followers, like women, leading really well. And there are very few leaders, like few men, that follow good without being heavy, without being like tough too much because it's completely different skill yeah guys especially if you're teaching right yeah. it's very if, even if you teach with a partner it's very important that you cross train your roles right this is not exactly part of the dancing love yeah it's just like but, a, an yeah. extra tip an extra uh, parenthesis <laughs> if you are teaching cross train your roles yeah. as if that was your role right because it's not because you know how to follow that you're gonna know how the leader parts work a hundred percent. It's not because you know how to lead that you're gonna understand how the follow side works hundred percent. So make sure you cross train, right? Especially, especially if you are an instructor, right? We have to be able to get in the class and teach equally both sides, both yeah. sides right? You never know when your partner gonna have an injury. You're gonna be yeah. uh. uh being having to teach by yourself or yeah. for example, bad at the moment of the class exactly right so this is just an extra bonus tip right <laughs> there in the middle so cross train your roles um so tip number three right this is something that i really really like to do and guys all those things it's good that you have written down right write it down don't have just it yeah. in your mind okay uh so Divide your trainings in bet uh, between creative training, so those trainings where you're going to create movement. So I want to create something new. So it's a movement, a movement where I want to create something, right? We will explore possibilities. It works a little bit like a lab. Yeah. Okay. It's a lab, lab uh, training. So creative training, improvement training. So you're going to work on things that are not working 100%. So I want to improve my spins. I want to spin for longer. I want to spin faster. So those are improvement, improvement trainings, right? Things that you already do, you want to improve. I want to have smooth, smoother transitions. I want to lose my balance less often. I yeah. want to be lighter on my leading. Those are improvement trainings. When you right? make improvement trainings, it can happen that something goes a little bit off and then you see a new possibility, but then you need to um, resist that the desire of going there. Otherwise, it becomes a creative training yeah. because then you start exploring new possibilities and you get 
off the focus of that training. What to do when this happens, right? You have an inspiration in the yeah. middle of a, a improvement training. You can write it down, the idea that you had. Take the notes. Take notes, yeah. right? Oh, from this movement, I thought that we could go in this and this direction. And then you're going to bring back that idea in a creative training, right? Or you can even quickly record yeah, what record. you were thinking and leave it. Right, don't go deep, don't dive deep yeah. into the idea, otherwise, you're gonna compromise the you improvement training, you're gonna lose focus yeah. exactly. Right, so the training is not gonna be as effective. So, of course, you're gonna listen to your inspiration, we never know when yeah, it's going to come. But take notes, right, and uh, record quickly, record and then go back to the track, okay? And the maintenance training. What do we call the maintenance training? The maintenance tra training is what you can call practice, right? You're just gonna dance and dance and dance uh, and practice whatever you guys were working on. Because when you are in the improvement training, the practice is a little bit stressful. Yeah. You are not really uh, letting go. You're still focusing a lot in the things that you are improving in the details and the techniques. So, Reserve some time. It can be the same day. It can be another day to make sure to just do it, you know, a little bit in a more relaxed way. So you're going to really bring the dancing into it, right? I usually say that the improvement training, it's when you have your thinking mode on because you are really thinking about everything you are doing. You are going through the movement. And then if you if you have to, you can stop and like, I'm struggling with this moment. This moment here, I never get to the position that it's comfortable for me to manage what comes next. Then it's like you try to do it again, but you're going to dance kind of thinking all the time because it's something that you are working on, which is totally fine for that kind of training. So it's thinking mode on. Thinking mode on compromises the fluidity of the dance. Okay, But that's the purpose now because you want to have deep awareness. understanding, awareness, every, all, everything about the movement and the processes step by step of that movement or those movements or whatever you are training. And then the, the other training, it's more like the, the maintenance. It's when you turn off the thinking mode and then you, you just let go, you know, you let go completely. So you are with dancing mode on, you know, like dancing mode on turns off the thinking mode then things go because it's the moment that you need to try to do everything you thought a lot while you're training without thinking you know it's the moment that you need to try to have everything that you work coming natural naturally from the body so it's just flowing you are not thinking so much to do because then it becomes more natural and then again as a um, social dance it's about improvising all the time you need to get the, 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 the fluency of this. Uh, you need to be fluent in, in, in the same way in the language. You need to be fluent in this process of bringing the information from the body, from your mind, like in a completely organic way that you're not like processing every single information that is coming, yeah. you know? So, uh, guys, this what happens then if in a, in a maintenance training, so in a practice, let's say, uh, you start to notice things that you have to work on. So at that particular day, things are not working very well with your lateral, let's say. So, okay, I'm feeling that I had to work on my lateral. Again, you're going to take notes about the things that didn't work right 
that particular day and that you feel that you need to improve and then you're going to bring it back in your next improvement training. Otherwise, you're going to stop. Yeah. Your guys are going to discuss that. Your guys are going to try to fix it. And then it became an improvement training and yeah. you took out the practice uh, side, right? So Take then, note. Take, take note. note and then take it to the improvement training. So the maintenance training or the practice, they are great for... Uh, to work on your connection, your musicality, your improvisation, you're still going to be working, right? Because it is a training. You're not going to just be dancing as you were yeah. dancing in a party. But you're not going to be so focused on the technicality of the movements, right? Because you want the dance to flow. You're working on flow. You're working on improvisation. You're working on being one with your partner. Those are the things that you want to achieve in a maintenance training, right? And make, making sure that all those movements are working smoothly and uh, fluidly, as Freddie was saying, right? So this is the main goal. So you can divide that by days of the week. I don't know, this day, this day, this day. You can divide that by weeks. So I'm going to have one week of lab, of creative training. I'm going to then have another week of only improvement training. And then in the third week of the month, then I'm going to go to my full-on practice training. Right, you can divide it like this. This is gonna be up to you and yeah. your partner. It varies right? because people, like some people, they have access to each other like every day. Some others, to find their partners, they have to wait a week. They need to go to another state, another city. Exactly. So it really, it really varies. So you see like your needs, and then you plan accordingly. Yeah. Uh, Vinicius is asking us here, how long do you think a training session should be for it to be effective? And that also varies. Yeah. yeah, this is very personal, okay, yeah. guys. This is the, this depends a lot. Uh, for us, it changed a lot along yeah. our career. We. Uh, it also depends on what what we are doing. Exactly. What is the need of the moment? So we uh, were part of a dance company for a very long time, and we used to train, uh, be at a studio around like really like six to eight hours a day. The whole day, basically the whole afternoon till so night. So when we were training with the yeah. dance company, it was a long time uh, of training. But of course, within this training, we had like jazz classes, stretching yeah. classes. It was not like dancing zoot for eight hours. This right? is this is important to mention because like sometimes we hear that people like, oh, we had eight hours training, we had nine hours training. But all right, we also used to have these very long trainings, but it's not Zook nine hours. It's like a uh, uh, stretching class, then uh, uh, strength, resistance, then chest, then some, sometimes it was contemporary. Uh, a lot of other things that would work as tools. And also we had the, the Zook training as well, but it's not like these super long hours or like, super, like many hours in a row, only with Zook. So nowadays, for me and Freddie, the uh, improvement training and the maintenance training, we usually have it two hours of training, two good hours yeah. of training. Uh, for us, works really well, excluding warm up. Okay, we are already warmed up. We are ready. I already did my exercises. Yeah. He already did his exercises. We warm up differently because we have different needs and we work differently while dancing. So uh, then we go two hours. The creative training, we don't put a time on it because sometimes you say five hours yeah. training, like trying to create something, nothing comes. It's a waste of time. Sometimes you create a lot of things in one, one and a half hours. Yeah. 
great. And sometimes you are going so well when you are creating so much new things, new techniques, new, uh, uh, new, uh, because we include like new concepts of classes in these creative trainings yeah. as well, sometimes like classic, for... classes, exercises, things yeah. like this. Uh, so sometimes it's going so well that we stay like for five hours and we see we were creating for five hours. So the creative part, as it's something that is more like natural that it has to come from inside, we don't put a time frame on it. Yeah. The other parts that are more physical, uh, for us it works well like with two hours. But have in mind that when we arrive to the training, we already worked a lot with the business size of the company and we usually have classes afterwards yeah so we try and make sure that we have a good two and, hour period and there was workout in the, at the gym yeah before, so we need to kind of balance so we are not like completely uh destroyed at the end of the day and then we still have classes to run so we are gonna see also according to your ability of concentrate like because sometimes some people after one and a half hour they get ready are not uh being able to retain any more information not, uh, in their minds or in the, their bodies. So this is something that you have to uh, really uh, analyze yourself, right? I think two hours yeah. is a very good uh, period for training. If you train regularly, like three to five times a week, it doesn't even to be, it doesn't have to be five times a day, three times a week, two hours a day. It's already it's good a good already, start, yeah. right? It's, it's already good. a good start. You can get a lot done if you are well organized yeah. and you know what you want to train. You can have creative improvement and also maintenance. You can have training, one each yeah. day. See? You can have all of them. So this is already a good, um, a good way of dividing, let's say, your week. Yeah. One thing that we don't advise that we see that it's that this is the way that most people train that they go on YouTube, they watch a video, they see a very nice movement and then they decide that they want to train that movement and then they that's how they organize their training. Yes, yeah, sometimes right? it's exactly like that. Yeah. But this is something that we don't advise. Of course, that you can bring that to the improvement training. If that yeah. movement matches your level, then you say, okay, today we're going to improve this movement here or there. But it not it doesn't really mean that it's organized. You see, so uh, unless this movement matches very well with that list of needs and priorities that you guys have. So I think that the, the key thing to know, like how much time you need to train is that first thing you take into consideration is that the quality is more important than the quantity. Right. So if you have one hour, one hour and the quality of this one hour of training was excellent. Everything was good. You guys felt like, yeah, we progressed so much. And then you're kind of like, ah, I'm even tired a little bit, but we just trained one hour. So maybe we should train one more hour. Maybe not. If you, are, if you did a lot already in this one hour, you're fully satisfied yeah. with the result and everything. Keep that good feeling. Keep that. It's, it's, a, it's a motivational feeling, you know, also for the next training. So keep it. Give it to yourself as well. You know, otherwise you train one more hour, then it, it's not as good as before. And then you end up like, yeah, now we started good the training, but then it was like, bad you know but actually it wasn't bad it was good for the first one hour you could stop right there but maybe you can take three hours everything is going good it's still good and you were like okay we are training already three hours it passed so fast because everything was flowing so good good thumbs up you know so the thing is that listen to your body because you are being you're going to repeat a lot of things the followers are going to do a lot of bendings a lot of head movements you guys also need to make a lot of supports and things all the exercising of grounding 
and listen to your body so you don't get to the limit of being tired and push it more and then you may need to skip other trainings because you are feeling pain or you are injured or something okay so take those things into consideration yes so guys tip number four take notes and film your practice so take notes of everything that comes up you already Every, mentioned some some situations we, yeah we've been already should, saying for you yeah. guys to take notes and film along the this session but this is very important okay so during your practice you already this this is step by step so during every training you're gonna write down what it is that you're having more difficulties with uh what it is that you want to add to your list that just came up what it is that it, the idea that you have but you didn't have time to put it in practice you're gonna write it down you're gonna film your practice to maybe do this assessment later if you didn't have time to do in the um yeah. in the in, in the practice itself right in the training itself so taking notes and um filming is very very important yeah after after you finish after you finish your training you can always make a um, a summary of your training log like uh, saying okay today we trained this thing you know and then um, i felt a, a good improvement in my balance and or in my turns or something like this or in my grounding or like the way i support or you know whatever it is and but i'm also feeling a little bit uh, like unstable in the the moment of oh, in this transition or in this thing in that thing so it's something to work on solo for example then you can work on this yeah. on your awareness while soloing the next time you're trying to improve that what you can do also is another mini log that you're gonna have it done you can do in your computer or anything like this that you can put the categories of things that you can write down for example you can have the key points so what are the key points of this or that movement right ah the key points is to keep the core tight and the pelvis in place those are the key points for example yeah. for a good spin it helps i don't know awareness, you know yeah. so you write down like key points function for example one we were working on the bonus today what is the main function of the bonus to travel the follow from one side to the other okay so you're gonna have written down what is the function of the movement so you're going to be able to achieve it easier because it's clear it's written down so the main concepts that involve that movement right so which are the main concepts involved in the balão apagado so is the circular rotation like in the peão is the head movement the tilt, the tilt. The movement. so those are the main concepts right uh, so you're gonna also have those written down so you can assess it better later and then your personal notes like what is that's what yes, Freddie was saying yeah. those are your personal notes what is going on with me while I am practicing those movements right so you can do inside your training log you can do this other mini log so you can uh, write down things very well organized what is gonna be good if you are doing this because after some time let's say after the first month doing these logs you and your partner uh in case you have a partner or, or, or by yourself but it, let's say in case you have a partner both of you are doing this after one month when you get back to the training again you guys can go through the log like okay let's go to our uh improvement training and then you see what you guys did and then you're gonna see your personal notes your partner is gonna see uh her, she or uh, like her his partner uh, personal notes 
and you guys will see the different needs. You know, sometimes it can match that it's the same need in the same moment, and sometimes in a completely different moment. And then you guys can see to work together to try to match those things, you know? So it's, it's something nice to, to see. And then maybe because you had the maintenance training and you practice those things, like through the, through the month, like through the week, uh, when you guys come back to the training, you can see the notes and it's like, oh, this is working good already. Like, I don't need to worry about Then you just risk that thing. And then like, okay, yeah, I use, man, I used to have this problem. Why? <laughs> it's so easy now. Then you risk it. See, like, then you can see also, like, what, what is being improved? What is being, you know, like, uh, progressed from training to training? So let's go to the last. Yeah, just before this, uh, the filming part, guys, it's extremely good to you, okay? We always hear many times people feeling like, oh, I trained, I trained myself the first time yesterday in the training. When I look at the video, oh my God. <laughs> then they feel bad because they don't like the way they look in the video or anything, which is normal, okay? It's perfectly normal. Everybody goes through this feeling. But it's important that you you film and you see yourself. Of course, if of course that if you're a teacher, if you're already giving class, you may be used to it. It doesn't mean that you already accept that you look okay because maybe you still criticize yourself a lot. But you are used to it, you know. Like, but if you're a student, if you're just training and then you see yourself, maybe you like what you see, but maybe you don't. So it's good to deal with this feeling too, so you get used to it. And then it doesn't mean it doesn't become something that like oh no, it's not for me or I, I look terrible when I do this and then you give up doing the movement because you think that you don't look good while others think that it's amazing. Yeah. So guys, tip number five. So our last tip for today for you guys. Find a mentor, a teacher and or class that uh, matches your needs. So you already assessed your dance, you already saw uh, what you want to improve, right? So you're gonna go ahead and try and find an instructor or a couple of instructors or a class, a online class, our online training uh, because of the time that we're living right now or a teacher in your city or someone that you think is, is suitable to work on your needs, okay? On the things that you want to work on. One thing that we have to have in mind is that not always the dancer or the couple that you admire the most dancing will be the best one to work on your needs as a dancer, right? Because uh, those are different skills. Yeah, right? completely different. So uh, also sometimes what you need to work on are not their strong suit and are other couple strong suit even though you don't identify as much as with the way they are they dance right so we have to keep that in mind so you can get a better buck for your money you can get more out of your money what you're gonna pay for this instructor right so you really have to match expectations so what they wanna uh what they can help you with and what what is that that you really need Okay, uh, so this is very important to have in mind. So you don't choose based only on the dance itself or YouTube videos or things like this. Really make sure that you get to know their methodology, to see their methodology applied to what is that, that you need to improve, 
right? Because some people are very good at uh, teaching some things and not so good to us uh, on assessing the others because uh, they don't really like uh, have that much, uh, don't give the importance, yeah, the sometimes. same importance that you the do. The dedication to that part of it is not yes. so much as in others. You know? The ability of diagnosis as well, it's something that varies from structure to yeah. structure. Some people are very good at teaching, but you have to come with something already for them to be able to fix. You have to know. So all the, all the uh, teachers have a very good eye to diagnose what is the problem. So if you have trouble making your list of the things that you want to improve, sometimes you need to look for an instructor that is going to be really good in diagnosing and uh, making the assessment what, of what it is that you need to improve and help you even to make that list. And the right? language, the, the, not the, langu the language I mean is like, the type of language that those teachers use to explain th things to you, you know, like as we yes. mentioned in our first live, like if you come from a non-movement culture, you may understand things differently than if you come from a movement culture. So there are ways to to transfer the, the message or the knowledge to these different crowds. Like for some people, it's a matter of like repeating and showing more. So they get it. For some others, it's a matter of breaking down a little bit more, giving some math, you know, like putting piece by piece, some extra buttons in the middle so you can put the pieces together and then understand how things work. So it's really like, it's a completely different skill than just dancing. So it's something that you consider and then you can see like uh, what is the best uh, for you so you you get the result you're looking for <laughs> so i have another bonus tip for you guys we said five tips but i have a bonus tip that's a surprise let's see <laughs> what, what is this <laughs> guys just don't take for granted your little tiny little progresses oh, because yeah. that's this the secret to keep you motivated that's right? that's maybe one of the main important tips actually <laughs> so also take notes of the little things that you improve even if you think that it's like very little that is almost insignificant yeah. it's not right it's make not. make sure it's not so write it down have it in mind right keep it in mind because that's what is going to keep you motivated because if you don't take notes if you only be, get focused because we talked a lot about things to improve yeah. right so we are focused on this training log is almost all focused on things that you have to improve that you have to work on that you're going to develop we cannot forget to make sure that we are also logging our progress so the things that we already did get right or get at least better because that's what's going to keep us much motivated to move forward and to keep training and to keep improving Right, so don't take for granted your progress, even if it's small. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna just share one case. Like, uh, like, there are many cases that we already saw, like people taking for granted the small progresses. Like, for example, uh, if you are a follower and then you are training your spins on axis, right? So you first have a hard time to find your axis, like that you get comfortable that you find your axis and you stay there while you're spinning. Then you you be you are able to do like two two spins and then you fall from the axis and then you train a little bit more and then with a lot of hard work you make three and then you make five and then you end up being able to do 10 and then maybe even more than 10 and sometimes 20 and then as long as it goes you stay there and then you feel like okay i progressed because i could do two now i do like the time the leader wants 
But then you still have to be prepared. Like, like the leader is still like put you on access, prepare you, manage. Okay, you are on access. So now we go and then do it. And then you keep training and then you do like maybe now a hundred turns, a hundred spin and it's still like, yeah, it's in the same spin. It's the same spin. But remember, you used to do two and four. And now you are training a little bit more. The leader doesn't even need to put you on axis and then uh, uh, keep, make sure that you are balanced to go. The way you are dancing, he's managing you through a, a, some certain movement and then suddenly he just puts you on axis and you go there and you stay and you stay as long as he goes. But you still think it's the same spin. No, it's like you had you, you used to spin twice. Then you had to be prepared. You had to have a whole scenario proper for you to spin. Now, the way you come, you find your axis, you get to the spin and you stay there. So these are small progresses that sometimes you don't feel because you're still making the same turn. You're not like turning tilted. You are not taking the foot. You are not doing something extra, but it's still with a lot of progress in that same turn, in that same spin, okay? So really don't take for granted. So guys, those were the five tips for you guys to create your training log. So you can get this, it's almost a step-by-step. -step. It, yeah. it, it is a step-by-step. Step step, yeah. <laughs> and you can turn this into a spreadsheet. You can turn turn this into, um, how do you call those things that you do in the computer? PDF, what is it? <laughs> like a planilla. Well, an Excel sheet. Yeah, something like this. You know, I don't know how to do anything in computers, guys. So if you know, but <laughs> mines are in the in my notebooks. Okay, I do all the paper. <laughs> but you guys can do this very organized in the computer. You can have it written down like I do with my little notebooks. And you can do... You can use Google Sheets that's online. You can go there and then just... You can get a planner. You can planner, do and yeah. make sure that you go through these one to five steps and uh, organize your training and we hope really hope that those tips are going to be helpful for you to make your training more effective and reach your goals faster and with more quality and if you apply those tips and then after a while when you get some results or whatever you feel like with this let us know share with us so we're going to be happy to know yes. all your progress and just some quick messages here. So if you are on our uh, on our YouTube channel, like thanks for being with us. And if you are not in our Facebook group yet, the Zoot Methodology by NFNA, you have uh, the link in the description below, as well as the link for our group on Telegram, where we put additional audios and other tip, tips and other things. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel, hit the like button so our video can reach more people and also on Facebook. This is our first time streaming here. I see that some people uh, come through the Facebook as well. Uh, if you want to make sure you also get some other things through our YouTube, just make sure you get there also and subscribe to our channel so you get the notification, especially because it, um, it gives you a notification every time 30 minutes before the live starts. So guys, we would love to know your thoughts on this topic. Let us know if you found it helpful. If you found it helpful, you can share with your friends. And remember that you can always suggest the next topic for our Methodology Monday. So every Monday we are here to talk a little bit about methodology with you guys. And if there's anything that you want to know, if there's anything that you want us to talk about, just leave it down in the comments.
All right, so we are wrapping up for today. And guys, stay safe, take care, and see you guys in the next Methodology Monday. Have a great week, guys. See you. See you. Bye-bye.